everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 366 for the week of November 14, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Hello. My lovely cat, Simon. Meow. My other cat, Sophie. Meow. And, um, oh yeah, over in England, Alice Wilkinson joins us. Yeah. Oh, you mean so I'm not one of your cats now? Mm, great. Do you want to be? They don't eat, like, human food. <laughs> I guess they're not supposed to, but I'm just saying, you don't want to know. Uh, what are we talking about? Hey, it's a podcast. Cat food, apparently. Everybody podcasting. No? No, right. just, just stop, Chris. Just stop. Um, so, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. The last time we were live was during Extra Life 2015. And so I wanted to take a minute and tell everybody, hey, thank you for doing Extra Life with us. We really appreciate it. And we got donations. And I was going to tell you how much we got. But, uh, you know, if I was smart, I would have had the thing up to you, slash team, slash gamer. And we're still taking donations if you want. $1,471 raised for the kids. Thank you very much. Yay. It was a fun year. And uh, we did it over two days. And it was pretty cool. I like doing it that way. What did you think, Anna? I think that we may want to do that again next year. Maybe. Yeah. God, really? Huh. Yeah. Why? Why do you say that, Alice? Chris, that was sarcasm. Oh. Why? Um, you, we've done we've done Extra Life every year for how long now? A long time. Five or six. I think Chris Chris is the longest. And I think he's done it for six, five or six years. years. I don't know. I lost count. So, I mean, you've basically been doing it since it's been a thing. No, no, I didn't do the first year. Okay, you did the second year? I think so. Because, yeah, I was listening to Sarcastic Gamer back when they, you know, it was really just their thing. And, yeah, so, anyway, it's cool. Uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for donating. Uh, we will... Let's see. I don't think anyone else from the site has any more streams left, so I think we're good. Uh, we'll still take donations if you want to donate still. Uh, we appreciate it. Extra-life.org slash team slash RPGamer. And we're going to hold off on assigning prizes for a little bit a just little so bit. that people who want to get in donations can do, can so. do so. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, Anna Marie. Mm-hmm. It has been like a bazillion weeks since we podcasted, so you must have played 30 games. Um, I don't think I played 30 games, but I did play a fairly diverse selection of games. Oh, really? So um, I had started playing Persona 4 Golden in the middle of October. I finished it a couple days after Extra Life, so I finished it on November 4th. I did not get the perfect ending because <gasps> I ended up finishing with one of my social links, and it's not the spoilery one at level 9. I you just... need... you. It's really tight uh, when you're doing the first playthrough, whether or not you're going to get it. No, I think you need to start over from scratch and do it all again. I could. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind doing so. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? No. I do. Um, you do it on uh, New Game Plus, yeah. basically. Really, oh. you're encouraged to do the perfect social link on New Game Plus. Because then you don't have to level any of your studying. And right. Stuff. So then you're doing things that aren't stat based in those times that you can then use for social links. And even then, I still screwed it up. So, um, I... Anna I, was using a guide yeah, and I she followed screwed a, it up. No, it's just... Yeah, um, she doesn't want to admit it. You don't always get the level ups that the guide thinks you do. 
when you're not on New Game Plus. Bear in mind that that guide was written. Oh, for New Game assuming Plus. Assuming you are on New Game Plus. Uh, so I don't think I want to blame the guide. I want to blame the guide. So that was fun. And I have been playing a lot of Pokemon Rumble World. So I got really heavily back into that. And so this is the free-to-play Pokemon Rumble game. Um, and we've talked about this before, but basically what they do is they, there are diamonds, which is the premium currency, costs real money to buy it. You can earn a bunch of it in the game. Um, but they actually cap the amount that you can buy. So you can never spend more than $30. So I had spent $20 um, at some point while I was playing it. And then I went back and finally spent the last 10 that I could. And um, now I have a diamond mind, and every day I get 40 more diamonds for every day, like infinitely. So that was very cool. Forever. And so, yeah, I'm getting really high on that. I'm rank 47, I think. I have almost 400 Pokemon. Um, I've unlocked the Move Tutor and the mega stones and a bunch of other cool things i have almost all the balloons and yeah it's just a nice relaxing game to play now that i have basically unlimited diamonds i can like eh, if i die i just kind of used to and pick myself back up and keep going and i um paid a small amount of diamonds so that i can use basically anytime you go into a balloon there's like a little roulette based on what level you're gonna get but you can pay two diamonds to make the roulette go slow, so it's easy to pick where you want to go. Well, I bought a little thing that actually makes it only cost one diamond, and I've basically already made my money back on it. So I like that. It's a cool little addition. And um, I've been playing World of Warcraft. Um, I kind of want to wrap up my Horde character and get them up Horde to level side. 100. Horde side. And uh, see the story from the Horde side so that I can... Horde side. Horde side. So that I can just unsub from the game until Legion arrives. Um, and then last night, we picked up Animal Crossing Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Amiibo. So, originally going into this, I thought that we weren't really going to buy any of the Animal Crossing Amiibos because I have almost a complete first set of cards i do still need to buy a couple more packs so that i can either fill in the blanks or get some more stuff to trade and um but of course me being the sucker that i am we walked into best buy and saw that they had all of the animal crossing amiibos so we bought them and it actually turned out to be a good thing We're because we are weak because it turns out that the game requires amiibo figures not just the cards and so um, the game is not available on the eShop because it requires Amiibos to play. You have to have Animal Crossing Amiibos to play it. And other game Amiibos won't work and the cards won't work. So we played a board game and that was fun, right? I mean, it comes with two Amiibos, it comes just with so two. people know. The initial one, the initial run comes with two. Digsby is not always going to be in the game package. Oh, it'll just be Isabelle? Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's the only one you want. <laughs> And so we played last night. We had fun. It was yes. a fun little board game. I, it, it was kind of boring. It's um, less irritating than Mario Party and but there was much like, faster. Okay, so the board game, yes, it, it took like, it thought it would take 45 minutes, which I think is how long it took it for took the two of us. It took us about 
40, yeah. Yeah. And it is just roll the dice, move on in space, get happiness or get bells, lose happiness or lose bells. At the very end of the game, whoever has the most happiness, and then your leftover bells are converted into happiness, wins. No mini games. Um, the randomness or the weird things that changed throughout the throughout the, the game were um, like every day would be some sort of special event usually with somebody visiting town. And so if you land on one of their spaces, something different would happen than the normal get bells, lose bells stuff. That's not me. Yeah, it is. Um, it's coming out of your computer. Is it? Yeah. Well, where the heck is my... <laughs> okay. Look in your Chrome. Look for the tab that has a okay. speaker icon I found on it. it. I okay. found it. It was you. It was very weird. All right. She started playing the live stream while we're on it. Um, what What was I going to say? Um, the uh, the board game very simple, but it is cute. And you know, every time you know when you lose bells or gain bells or whatever, you know something interesting happens on the screen saying what you did to either gain or lose the bells. So like. Oh, I broke my shovel hitting too many rocks. Specific. I had to buy a new one. Yeah, they seem to be. Yeah, because so, like I was playing the guy from retail who refurnishes furniture, and he was just um, making uh, at, at most of his events had to do with people coming into the shop and him dealing with them. And then I was playing Isabella, so or Isabel. And so I was doing things like, you know, writing a blog and being sad that people didn't read it and losing my happiness. So I was doing mayoral, mayorally assistant mayoral. type yeah. things. And um, I actually played a second game this morning, single player. So I played as Isabel again. Um, and then I let the, the computer fills in the rest of people with just generic villagers. And the villagers did, well, villager things. And they were things that um, neither Isabel nor Chris's character had done um, the night before. So they were doing a lot of things like watering flowers and cleaning up the leaves and stuff like that. So I thought that was very cool. So it does make you play the board game twice before it unlocks the other half of the game, which is the mini games. And the mini games are unlocked by getting passes earned by the by playing the board game. I yeah, it's like a circular a thing. Circular. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's not a hardship to play the board game or anything. So, yeah, it's fun. Right, so when you unlock the mini games, the mini games use the amiibo cards, and you get three by default within the, within the box pack of the game. And then, obviously, like if you're like me, you've collected some for Happy Home Designers. And the cool thing is, is as you proceed through the game, um, you can start to move people in to the town. And um, you can actually move them into the houses that you built for them in Happy Home Designer. Just the exteriors, though. Right. Which is kind of lame, but still okay. Still kind of awesome. Okay. Well, you need to make more houses. I do need to make more houses. So, so get on that. Yes. And um, I decided since I finished Persona 4 Golden, I needed another Vita game. So I got my hands on some tits. 
and I've been oh, playing Trails in the Sky. Me crazy with this thing. Yes. <laughs> you don't even like it. Um, I am torn. Now, uh, the first couple of hours, I certainly did not enjoy it, and I still have some issues. Like it's really easy to die and really hard to resurrect. And so if you die, you are basically taking a very, very, very long trek back to your house. And it is not a safe route to get back home. Um, on the upside, it, it seems like so far that you can just run away from every single fight. I have not seen a fight yet that I cannot run away from. Which is, you know, nice. Because... Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, one of my characters died, and now I have to run back home. And so, overall, I feel like there, it's very sort of old-fashioned in that it there is no hand-holding. If you um, want to do something, you got to figure it out on your own. So you will get these quests, and they are... Um, there is a finite amount of time in which you have to complete these quests. And the game does not do a good job of expressing to you how that system works. I suspect it's buried somewhere in the manual and I just didn't see it. But it's like, there's this S beside something and there's an L beside something. And so I couldn't figure out what those meant until I read a fact about it. And so I realized that this is just a game that I'm going to play with an FAQ and I actually don't mind that. So, yeah. Oh, well, then that's good, at least. So, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's different from things that I've been playing lately in that it is certainly harder. But if you don't mind hard games, check it out. But you do. I prefer my games to be easy. And I'm okay with that. But there's an easy way to resolve that. What is that? Use the fact. Use the fact. Yeah. Because right. here's the thing is... Alice, do you approve of fact using? Uh, well, considering I used one for Persona 4 Golden for the social link stuff. <laughs> Can I explain to you why I'm using a fact? As you do missions, uh, both storyline missions and uh, optional missions, um, you get bracer points, BP, based upon how well you do. And so sometimes there are activities within the event that may raise or lower the amount of BP that you get. And it's not necessarily intuitive what the right answer might be. So it, it was a little frustrating for me at first. Okay. So, yeah. I'll play it with the back. Good. I, it is quite good. I Now that I understand a little better the systems... Now that you know what you're doing? And I have some slightly better equipment, and now that I know what I'm doing, it is much more enjoyable. But it is very Funny hard Funny how to that start. works, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that, I was finding that very frustrating. Oh, what that's a lot I of games, playing? Anna. Uh, is there anything else that I've been playing? No, I don't think so. Mm, now you're going to make me remember what I've been playing. Well, you've been playing Fallout 4. I have been playing Fallout 4. And you have a Pip-Boy on your phone. I have a Pip-Boy on my phone. This is true. So you made your character. Okay. 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 
where do I start with here? Um, Fallout 4 is a video game that I'm playing on my personal computer. I'm sorry, I'm trying to... The stream is having issues, so if I sound a little distracted here, it's because I'm trying to fix the stream issues. Um, so I got Fallout 4 uh, on release day, and I never got around to playing Fallout 3 or New Vegas this year, unfortunately. Just too many things in the way. Um, but, you know, as you recall, earlier in the year I played um, all of Fallout 1 and some of Fallout 2. So I was like, all right, I got I to gotta take one for the site. I got to just jump right into Fallout 4. You know, I know it's a terrible fate that I, that I have to suffer. But um, Take you know, one for the team. I'll take one for the team. It'll be okay. And um, so I did so. And uh, I picked up the Fallout 4. The Fallout 4s. Four. Right. Uh, so you made your character. Was that fun? Oh, uh, the character creation? I actually did something different here. Um, so I usually try to make a character that looks a lot like me, or I choose the default, because they usually do a good lo uh, amount of artistic design to come up with an interesting-looking default. This time... I went different, and I chose. Um, I looked for a combination of racial features and, and ethnicity options that um, I normally would not normally pick because I wanted to kind of do a little social psychology experiment on myself and see, like, do I have issues playing as somebody who's a different race than myself? And if so, can I challenge myself to be more okay with that? And so. Um, I, you know, I put together um, different racial options and fe facial features and stuff than I normally would have, um, and so I've got this guy that's totally different than like characters I would normally design for myself. So I thought that was uh, interesting, and I don't know, it's like totally like, oh, I gotta make myself a better person. So how do I do that? So <laughs> that's why I'm trying to leverage that to do. Um, so that's working out fine so far, and. Um, now I'm going around, you know, solving the world's problems, and it's like, yes, I am racially reconciled and solving problems. I am just feeling real good about myself now. And then I, you know, I start playing through the game story and kind of got bored with it real quick. And it's like, okay, and I go here, kill these raiders, and I'll go here, kill these raiders, and nothing really interesting has happened yet. And, and then I realized, like, aren't you supposed to be able to do, like, base building and stuff in this game? I feel like I want to get stronger and whatnot. And so I go and, like, look at other people's play, like, have they unlocked the base building yet? And I realized after watching someone else play who's like, yeah, they're totally into the base building and they were earlier in the game than I was, I'm like, wait. I missed the quest for the base building. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to trudge all the way back across the map. And I was like, oh, well, I use fast travel. But still, I had to go all the way back to like well, the starting area. I was like, hey, do you have a quest for me? Do you have a quest for me? You have a quest for me. All right. So I found the base building quest and started doing all that. And that's basically sucked up like three or four hours of my life in the past couple of days, just doing tons of base building. And I now have a house that just... Um, because so I saw somebody else did this, so I, I had to do it too, is you just stack some staircases on top of each other, and then at the top of the staircases, you can start building a house that's <laughs> attached to the staircases, and it's suspended in the sky. So I have one of those now because I thought it was cool. Um, and I put a bunch of beds in there, and it's it's the new high-risk dormitory. Just don't roll over. Um, and so that you go you go up there to sleep. Uh, and Okay, so the base building, and this is like inspired by Fallout Shelter, right? So... Or Fallout Shelter was inspired by this, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Um, what I'm doing... Man, we're still having lots of drops this morning. What is up with that? 
Is it our is it our internet or is it just the? I don't know because we're still online. I'm still getting right. the chat just fine, and yeah. Alice hasn't dropped, so mm. uh, it could be Twitch. It could be my computer is having streaming issues, so um, kind of icky. We've been having fun internet problems the last two weeks. Yeah. Which started during our extra live stream. Of course, and nobody listening to the podcast cares because this is just sounding fine to them. We're like, shut up, stop, talk, stop talking about this thing. I can't notice. <laughs> so, all right, um, I'll I'll keep working on that here. Um, so anyway, so um, the way the base building works because that's the most important thing. Um, the way the ba- <laughs> noodle says it's our cat. <laughs> We're getting caterference. Caterference, yes. Um, oh man, that's really sick. So the. The issue with uh, base building, well, not the issue, the way it works is that you have to, is, is just like in Fallout Shelter, there's just like some basic supplies you need, and then your base can thrive. And if you don't have those supplies met, it won't really grow, and people won't be happy, and then it won't, you know, just continue to not grow, and it's not going to be of benefit to you. I haven't learned what all the benefits to you are yet, but I do know that the basics are you need to put in beds somewhere. If you have beds, they have a place to sleep, and so you can sustain more people. Do they make whoopee if they have beds? Uh, haven't seen any of that. Okay. But maybe you're not far enough yet. Yeah, I, maybe that'll be later. I don't know. Um, yeah, so you need beds, and you need... Um, well, what else do you need? You need uh, uh, water. Water's important. Water's important. Um, you need... Uh, Food. <laughs> you need food. Uh, so you got to plant a lot of tree or plants and melons and gourds. A lot of fall vegetables, you know. Fall uh, out. Fall out vegetables, yep. A lot of fall out vegetables. So doing a lot of that. Um, you get all those planted and, you know, then you... you so then you have water and food. Um, you do water by just literally just throwing a water pump on the ground. Like, oh, there's water. It'll come out of the ground now. That's that's how well digging works. Yeah, totally. Um, it's totally... No, it's not how well digging works. Anyway. Oh, it isn't? No. Ah, uh, these <laughs> games have deceived me. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, so I got, the, I got the wells just randomly in my town. Uh, I went down... You know, I, I've got a very high intelligence on my character. And I went down to the, uh, to the river... And I said, okay, what can I do here? Ooh, water collection station or water purifying station. All right, let's go get all the materials I need for that. And I built a water purifying station. So I got tons of water in this town. Tons and tons of water. All the water. Yes, all the waters. <laughs> That's very, very accurate, actually. Um, so I've got all the waters and a decent amount of food. And nobody's moving in. <laughs> but it's because you're still, a lousy neighbor, Chris. I think that's what it is, actually. Um so hold on, I'm gonna restart this machine here. You have so, this stupid yappy dog. <laughs> um, so I have the the water, I have the food, I have the beds. Um, what I you need no to do? I have no sound in my headset. Yeah, well, that's that's fine. I told you I'm doing that. Um, I have the beds. Um, I additionally, I have to um, make sure that there's defense because what will happen is that raiders will come and raid your town. Um, especially when you have high amounts of extra food and water. Wow, uh, that's a good place to come and raid, right? And then they're going to kill your people and and stuff. And I don't know if if people actually do get killed in this or not, but um, 
it does seem like a risk that I don't want to take. So you have to start building guard stations and, and telling your people there, hey, you go work at the guard station. That raises your defense. And you build automated turrets, and that raises your defense. You build spotlights that, that seek out people who are invading your base. That raises your defense, and so on, so on, and so forth. So those are your, those are your, those are your inputs. You've got your beds, your food, your water, your defense, and then your happiness, which I think is driven off of whether or not you have enough of those other things. And it'll tell you if one of those is red because you don't have enough of it. So if you raise it, then happiness should go up. It might take some time. Um, And then the other thing is, uh, you know, people just start coming in. So I don't know how well, how the people influence system really works because it seems as though some time needs to pass in game or something before people actually show up. So I did build a radio station, just like in Fallout Shelter. You can build a radio station that starts broadcasting, trying to recruit people to come to your place. So I did that, and I'm hoping that it makes a difference, but I don't really know if it will. Um, so I, I've got the the radio station. I got all that going on, and it's like, okay, well, let's let's hope that that's enough. Um, beyond that, though. It's still getting drop frames, even after a full restart and restart of the stream. Uh, um, beyond that, the there is another. Uh, what was it? It was. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so, so here's a question: How do I get all the materials to build all this stuff, Anna? You go around and smack everything. That's right. I run around the entire time hitting the R button. It's like scrap you, scrap you, scrap you, scrap you. Look everything in the town that's like not bolted down well actually even the things that are bolted down um you can just turn it into scrap materials that you can then use to do crafting and let me tell you that is the funnest part of the crafting process is scrapping things and just and turning it into materials that you can use to create other things so i run here's a mailbox it's rusted it's old it serves no purpose scrapped here's a a tree in the middle of the road scrapped here's a dog no you can't scrap the dogs here's a house that's completely collapsed and dilapidated one button press the entire waste of a house is gone and just a flat concrete foundation is left. It feels so good. He came to bed one night and was like, I don't have anything else to scrap anymore. I guess I'll have to continue the story. <laughs> this is true. He I was, did. He was and that's, sad. I had to do that. I had to do that. Because nobody would moved in and I had to go continue the story. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get everything back. Yeah. Um, I really like the crafting part. <laughs> because honestly, the story is not that interesting right now. So, yeah. I mean, if you lo- if you talk to Mag, the story never gets that interesting. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. So there you go. Eh. Garbage man, the game, as Eric points out in the chat. Garbage man, he, he's not wrong. <laughs> so so that's been Fallout Four for me so far. Um, so the story's been kind of uninteresting, but very early on, I think it's just doled out very sh- smallly. Um, side quests, I have not hit any interesting side quests so far. Um, I'll let you know if that changes. Um, I'm still very early in the game. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, base building is fun. Uh, people I've talked to at my work, um, they're all enjoying playing the game and, and doing the base building as well. That seems to be everyone's favorite part. So. <laughs> Dave, David's enjoying Fallout 4 as well, but he's only playing it when his mum's around. Oh, that's kind of weird. Why? Because uh, she's watching him play via uh, the Steam streaming thing. Oh, oh cool. That's awesome. Nice. I did that with you and watched you build City. 
Yes, yes, you did. Yes, I did. And you showed me like, hey, here's what it looks like at night. Um, so I don't know. Um, so what was I going to ask about David and Fallout 4? Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so how far is he? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Not very far, though. I don't and you think. haven't played at all? Nope, because I don't have it. Oh. But David has it. Yeah. All right. I was, why do I need to buy it? I don't know. I've got someone to play the game for me. Oh, you're just going to watch him play it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Mm. Have you been enjoying any parts of the game? Um, well, uh, I haven't really been paying that much attention. Oh, <laughs> okay. What have you been playing instead? Um, I've been playing other things. They they dragged me back into Final Fantasy XI again. <gasps> oh, that's uh, right, because there's like a free login when there's a free login right now. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I've always been sub to it. I've but they added it, them, uh, and this is a new story, but I guess we'll just do it here. They added the last part of the campaign uh, of that last campaign. Yeah, the last chapter of Rhapsodies of Vanadil. Yeah. It's in the game, and there's a free login campaign tied to that through like there's November a, something. There's a bunch of campaigns running at the moment because yeah. it's all tied into the anniversary events. So yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's dragged me back in. I am actually... I have actually almost finished the Rhapsodies of Anadil uh, thing. Uh, I am I am on the final boss fight, which is actually extremely difficult. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's not for the faint heart, that one. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably something I'm missing, but at the moment... Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, it's real difficult. I'm just taking advantage of all of the free stuff that they're hang that they're giving out. These um, some of the items that they hand out for the anniversaries and stuff allows you to trade in for some really nice stuff. Like what? Um, so uh, one of the um, like one of the activities they put in a while back was called Alluvian Skirmish. Um, the, they, they handed out these items, uh, I think it was last anniversary, as well as this anniversary, um, that allow you to uh, basically just get some rewards from that um, without having to do anything. You just trade in. It's a bit like getting the free stuff from the login campaigns. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's... Um, I basically just picked up some some nice stuff for my samurai. Uh, managed to get to the um, the final chapter of Rhapsodies of Vanadil, then hit a brick wall. So I went and just did other things because I can do a lot of things now. That um, the Rhapsodies of Vanadil storyline allows you to have uh, up to five summoned trusts. Remember the trust system? Yes. So you can have a yeah. full party. You can have a full party now. So you can have your support healer. Several damage dealers, whatever, tank. You can have everyone. And there, all are, the things. <laughs> I heard there's a quest being added that allows you to get really high end weapons, but um, you can't is, finish it yet. Yeah, so they've added a, a like um, there is already uh, relic, mythic, and Empyrean weapons. There's now these Aeonic weapons, um, which are apparently going to be ridiculously hard to get, but. What a surprise! Okay. They're just adding in a, a final grind to right. to, to make you make you uh, reminisce for the good old days. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they, they, yeah, that's what I want. No. So, but that thing's that thing is probably going to be really powerful. So, <laughs> the other because the other ones already are still sort of top of the line. 
um, and they take a lot of effort to get. Mm-hmm. I think that's my problem oh, is I, 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 I even with an active link shell, I was never particularly interested in doing the various end game activities unless I could solo them. Yeah. Um, which is what I'm doing for some of them because it's quite easy to do now. I have finished, uh, I finished all of the storylines except for, um, Wings of the Goddess and Seekers of Adulin. Um, with Wings of the Goddess, and I think I'm about halfway through. And Seekers, I hit another brick wall. Uh, I really, in that case, I don't think it's quality of equipment that's holding me back. I think I just need somebody else to tank for me. You do need a tank. Yeah. Uh, the tr- and the trust one isn't really cutting it. No, that's disappointing. So, um, and they've actually... They've, I say they've added a bunch more trusts since last time I played, so I've been going around collecting those. Um, There's the armor reforging stuff, which I'm just doing right now. Yeah, there's there's still a lot of stuff to do. I have a question for you. Go on. Is there something that... Say I had an active subscription to Eleven right now, but I Mm -hmm. wasn't really interested in going and playing at the moment because I have, say, Fallout 4 to play. Is there something I should be logging into every day and doing... Uh, at the very least, picking up the uh, login points that you get. Okay. So you get points for every login. You start getting bonuses, I think, after five logins, and you get a special bonus for 11 logins. Um, and they can be traded in for, um, like, uh, trusts, rare items, that kind of thing. And there, There's no other promotions going on besides the normal login points, then? Um, let me just check. There's, like, a whole list of stuff at the oh, moment. Oh, goodness. Do I need uh, an, an encyclopedia? It's anniversary time. Where do you check this stuff for people I check at home? the Play Online website. Because that's still the main website for Final Fantasy XI. Playonline.com. USA. All right. So let's see. Return Home campaign ends November 24th. So if you want to just log in, apparently everybody can just log in now. Let's have a look at the campaigns. Because if you look in the top left, there's a link for the Goddess Gala. Yeah, no, I found that here. Yeah, so there's the Mog Bonanza, which is the lottery that's currently running. How does that work? Uh, so you buy a um, you buy a ball with a five-digit number on, and then they when they draw the number, you get rewards based on how many digits you matched. But you have to like um, check to make you have to check. Yeah, yeah, you have to log in and check. Yeah, you have to log in and check the numbers and trade them in. Uh, there's an anniversary event currently running. Um, the Adventure appreciation campaign is basically you get something called a red mogpel, which is just an item delivered to your delivery box. Uh, that's the thing that allows you to trade in for some. Uh... So, Alice, I'm on this Goddesses Gala page. I have no idea what's going on. Where do you go to on here to see what's going on? Because uh, I see Rhapsodies of Vanadeal, Return Home Campaign, Discount Campaign. Here's just a list of illustrations. Cal- what is campaign. going on? The bottom okay. campaigns. campaigns? One that Not says- free gifts. Well, check both. Jeez. Okay. You have a middle oh, mouse button. Oh, don't free you? gifts is just wallpapers for your computer. Oh, <laughs> that's too funny. Okay, campaigns, the Mog Bonanza medley, which is the lottery. Oh, okay. Celebrating the final chapter. Enjoy campaign. Is this really a link on the campaigns page to look at another page with more campaigns on it? It is. Well, it's more details. It's 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 nested campaign information. 
Chain experience bonus campaign plus. Chain capacity point bonus campaign plus. Okay, so in other words, play a lot and everything you do is worth more. Yep. I like that idea. Mog Garden campaign, Abyssia campaign, Wild Seeker campaign, Alter Ego campaign. Wow. Is this just through the... Oh my gosh. We should maybe be hey Alice. Alice, you should go try that fight again. Your alter ego's maximum HP and MP is increased by fifty percent. Yeah, it still doesn't. Still not enough. Oh, okay. Not enough. Yikes. <laughs> that fight. That fight is hard. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so. And then, like, the next week, there's a totally different campaign. So, like, go play the game if you're interested in playing 11 right now, because, wow. Uh, let's see what else we got. Anniversary event, which is, is some sort of boss thing, it looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, a, um, it's in the vein of some of the previous holiday events that they've done. You put on a costume and go and fight a boss. You dress up like Bahamut. <laughs> or, yep. <laughs> it's got this really creepy-looking Bahamut suit for you to wear. Um, and you get that, and then you go and get Moogle magic, and you get to go and fight the Dreadworm. Um, when you're under the effects of the magic, your level is limited to five. Um, yep. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, it's okay, Anna. During the battle, earn coup points. Coup points. By dealing damage to the Dreadworm and healing friendly PCs or NPCs. Coup points can then be exchanged at the Mystic Upswell, which is where you get the costume from, for a variety of prizes. In addition to special fireworks, prizes include ciphers of Koopa Freed's alter ego, as well as any key as well as key items required to access the most coveted battlefields. So go run and die to this worm a lot, and then you'll get you know items. And then there's an adventure appreciation campaign, which is the login points, right? I think. Uh, no, that one's the one for if you have an active subscription, you get a uh, the red mog pal, um, which allows you to trade in for some pretty rare stuff. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Um, then there's also um, you get a couple of green ones as well, which allow you to trade in for different stuff. <laughs> okay. This yeah. is kind of what happens when, if you look at the currency window in the uh, under your status, yeah. there's like, well, there are two different pages of it, and they scroll down quite a long way. Yeah. So uh, this is kind of what happens when you build up uh, like what twelve, thirteen years worth of um, like various game systems, which will have their own currencies and stuff like that. It it kind of piles on top of each other a lot. Her internet just died? No. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, that's wow. what I say. Oh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our internet just died. Oops. Bye, internet. Good job, Chris. I didn't do it. Uh-huh. I'm seriously just sitting here looking at the Final Fantasy pages. I didn't do it. <laughs> all right. Let's look at the modem. The modem has all of the lights it should. How's the uh, phone? I don't know. Go pick it up. I can't. There's like 8,000 things buried between me and the phone. You know what would be really nice, Chris? A phone with air. You haven't asked for that before now. 
So this is what marriage is. This is basically everyone saying whatever comes to mind and then treating each other as though they should have known that the other person was thinking that. Phone's dead? Yep. All right. Our internet's down, down. So, um, yeah, I'm looking here at the Final Fantasy XI Goddesses Gala campaign page. And uh, while we wait for the internet to come back, I at least have this page up on my screen. There are no less than six, seven, eight simultaneous campaigns going on through the 24th. And then a bunch, uh, and then some of them last through the 30th, and a couple of them end through in the middle of like December. Um, so you can, uh, if you want to play Final Fantasy XI, it seems like right now is the time to do that, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of other things competing for your time right now. Yeah. Are you going to play Final Fantasy XI, Anna? Well, I've been I've been meaning to go back to it, but I was going to wait. But who wait. has time for it right now? Well, I was going to wait and go back after I finished my level 100 horde. I mean, to me, that seemed like a good idea for like early next year, but not like... Like a but January, now all the com- thing? all the com- promotions are right now. Right. They need to like bring these back and just have them going all the time. What? What? I don't think they're gonna do that. I know that makes me sad. Oh well. We've lost all the lights on the modem. Yep. So do we have enough that we can keep going, or have enough what? Of <laughs> the notes and stuff. Oh, I got notes. Yeah. Let's 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 give it a shot. And the internet's coming back now. Look. Okay. Right? Yes. Yeah, the internet's back. So I'll sort reconnect of. us to Alice as soon as that works. Yep, so with all back. that, um Alice. Hello. I need to know. Are Go you really on. playing a lot of eleven right now? Um well I'm logging in every day at least. That's a lot of campaigns going on. Mm-hmm. So you gotta don't you feel bad if you don't take advantage of all of them? Well, I do kind of want to take advantage of the current login one, if only because the um, uh, the re- one of the rewards for 500 points is a new version of the Shantotto cipher that looks terrifying. Isn't it so. amazing looking? I saw that. She's like, looks possessed and she's got colored orbs floating around her. And it's like, what is going on here? Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I, I kind of want that. Yeah. To add to my collection. I think that's... I think you're right to want that. Um, so, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's Final Fantasy XI. You've been playing well, anything else? And, oh. Um, so, it's sort of... Uh, as an aside to that, Final Fantasy XIV is currently running an event, uh, a, a sort of Final Fantasy XI uh, anniversary event as well. Um, so... <laughs> The character Iroha from Rhapsody's Vanity Hill storyline makes yeah. an appearance. Shows in up in Final 14. Of course. Yeah. Why not? Well, the, the, the main reason to do it, as well as the um, the nostalgia trip, is you can get a set of her armor in 14. Which is pretty cool looking. So go do that if you want it. Uh, is the armor any good? No, it's cosmetic. Oh. It's for glamour purposes. All right. Yeah, it has no it has no actual value beyond it looks cool. <laughs> of course. So, but uh, they bring back um, Final Fantasy uh, Eleven music. They change some fonts around. You know, it it's it's a nice little nostalgia trip. It's worth now? doing. All right. Okay. All right. So. 
Um, just trying to think. Um, Alice. Hmm. Yes. Alice. Yes. Did you deliver any missiles this week? Nope. No. Nope. Unacceptable. Hey, I tried. You didn't even play Rebel Galaxy. You did nothing. Are there uh, missiles in Final Fantasy XI you can deliver? Um, I don't think that works. I'm going to say no. No? No to the... You're online in Final Fantasy XI right now. Yes, that I am. I can see I you. Will not, you. I will not deny that. You that because you're online in Final I'm Fantasy I'm logging XI. in to get my login points. Uh-huh. <laughs> I... It's a good idea. I'm just being responsible. Yes, dear. You don't believe me. No. <laughs> Why don't you believe me? Not for a second. Because I'm full of crap. Of course. It's going to tell me you have no val. Oh, it's going to tell me I have to update. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, there's probably going to be a fairly large update. <laughs> yeah. The, the last oh, chapter does introduce a new area. Oh, Sorry. of course. Why not? All right, so there's your Final Fantasy XI adventure update so for the week. After the podcast, you and I will be updating our eleven. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I will be going to work at some point this evening, but because I'm working nights at the moment. Um, the other thing I have been playing is, I, I think Chris did actually ask me about this when we did new releases two weeks ago, but I actually did end up picking up uh, Anno 2205. Oh, goody! I was wondering because that seems like your sort of game. Um, it is. I'm not. It's not a. I wouldn't say it's like a a 100 like this is an awesome improvement over Anno 2070, but it was an enjoyable game nonetheless. Okay. Um, uh, you're already done with it. Well, I haven't played it for the last few days because I've been busy with Eleven. Okay. I did finish um, the. Um, well, there's not really that much of a campaign to speak about, but I, I effectively finished the primary objectives. Um, I think what Anno 2205 misses out on is um, the the game is very pretty. It uh, maintains a lot of the um, like kind of resource management and space management from the previous game, mm -hmm. um, but it loses out by not having a random map generator. Okay. So, but who knows? That might come later. Um, I'd say Anno 2070 did add quite a bit through um, DLC and other things later. So, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Oh. I should probably post some screenshots from it at some you point. You probably should. I mean, it's so easy to collect them in Steam, right? Yep. And then post them. I don't know where you post them from Steam. Steam is weird. You notice that Steam's kind of a weird little own... Like, Steam right now, it, assuming you're on, like, the beta... Well, you might not even need to be on the beta client for this, but Steam right now, you can share Steam screenshots on Steam with other Steam users, and, of course, you could link them, I think, through the web to other people, but it seems very easy to just share them within Steam. You have um, Steam chat, you have... Steam forums that nobody ever goes to unless you're on Steam complaining about a game or wanting to refund, right? Did we lose our internet again? Yeah. Okay. And, and so now I can't say the next thing I wanted to say to Alice, which was about the, the sharing and how it's like Steam only. It's like you have to be in Steam to watch other people play Steam games, which is kind of weird when it'd be really nice for Steam to stream out to like Twitch or something, you know? But they don't do that. Hmm. Uh, hey, Anna. 
Hey, Chris. I don't think they fixed our internet. I don't think they fixed our internet. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The extra life curse continues. (sighs) And I only call it that because that's when it started. Oh... Maybe now, maybe now, Anna, the problem is that that splitter he put on. <laughs> so, um, did I play anything else other than Fallout 4? Um, I feel like there was one night you sat on the couch and played something. Yeah. But now I'm blanking. Lumino City. Yeah. On the Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is cool. So it's an iOS game called Lumino City. It is a uh, it's a point and click adventure game, and um, is the modem rebooting? Yes. Ah, all right, because I can't get to its status page. Um, the iOS game Lumino City. It is a point and click adventure game. Like this is really cool that it's like built from real parts. So like they, you know, it's all like prop models made with like small materials and and shot in a way to make them look big and like a real thing. And it's like really cool how they they. F- essentially filmed all the scenes and it's stop motion photography so these little models they rotate it take a picture rotate it take a picture and then make it look animated things moving around and all that stuff it's really cool looking um so you got this good aesthetic with a you know kind of a just like a normal difficulty puzzle game where like oh i need to kind of pixel hunt a little bit and then think a little bit and remember hey over here was this thing if i combine this thing i just found with this other thing hey i can open this door now and get through to the next area or i can make this ferris wheel move which people do their laundry with it's a long story i don't want to go into it you know um and then i can give the guy his pants so he can teach me to play guitar and i'm not exaggerating um (laughs) so it's really cool, and I'm going to recommend it. We've got that new Apple TV, that, uh, um, and that so we can play it on there, and the uh, control's okay. And, of course, you can play it on iPad or iPhone as well. So it's like $5. It's, I'm having fun with it, so it's not too long. I'm like halfway through already after just a, an hour or two. And then, Anna, you and I started playing The Room 3. Yes. And uh, that's more of just a puzzle game and you know we've played one and two and talked about them on here before so far three seems just more of the same right yeah it's got that really sort of creepy aesthetic to it where you're doing puzzles and stuff they're all like puzzle like they're all those sort of really advanced puzzle boxes that probably don't exist in real life because they kind of break the space-time continuum Uh, not probably they don't they can't exist in real life Yes, they they violate physics regularly. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Oh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've been playing. So, and that's what Alice has been playing. Who have we reconnected to her yet? Let's see. Alice, come back. Um, let's talk about our headlines. Getting into the news. All right. Beep 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 armed your cat beep. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. we found this vine of a cat that squeaks twice like uh its car alarm is being armed or something it's, it's so adorable <laughs> all right that sounds that sounds really random it is but it was adorable all right so as we continue to fight our internet we will not be deterred let's go into the news first up wave of darkness is an action rpg from dream matrix it came out um, since we last 
broadcast it. Um, and it is, um, let's see, I was going to tell you more about it. It is an action RPG. So think like a Diablo style game. And uh, it's 30 bucks on Steam. It was a Kickstarter game and it's been in early access and now it's out. It came out on November 5th. And so we got some trailers up on the site and you can go check it out. Um, if you are in kind of like a Diablo style mood, um, it, it looks okay. And I don't know if it's any good or not. I don't think we have any reviews up of this one yet. Um, something, if I had realized that was coming out last week, I would have put some time into it, but I did not. Um, I don't know how I missed that one because I didn't even notice it on the, uh, on the, on the, early, on the new release things, Anna. How did I miss a game? Oh, well. So that's uh, a wave of darkness. Probably part of this early access thing is it's hard to keep track of things that convert from early access to full release. Um, speaking of one, well, I guess it wasn't early access. But speaking of another new release on Steam that we have been waiting for for a while, Van Helsing Final Cut is finally out. So if you have all three Van Helsing Final Cut games, you get Van Hel or excuse me, all three Van Helsing games, you get Final Cut for free. Um, if you don't, you can just buy the whole thing for 45 bucks. Um, and it is a redone, remastered edition of the Van Helsing series of games. And they even have a big old download to uh, of a high-resolution texture pack. Though, um, to use that high-resolution texture pack, your PC needs at least 6 gigs of RAM and a decent video card. <laughs> because otherwise it's going to lag a lot. <laughs> Uh, so if you're wondering, hey, I have the Van Helsing, all three Van Helsing games, and I went to my Steam, and it says I have to pay $45 if I want Final Cut. Well, you know why that is? Is because you didn't pay attention to the news. That's okay, because I didn't either, so I had to go dig and find this out, and I'm going to share it with you. You need to go to neocoregames.com slash redeem, log in with your Steam credentials, and then they will give you a code for a free copy of Van Helsing Final Cut, provided you own the first three games. So you have to go and manually do that in order to get the free the free game. I don't know why they're requiring that, but it must be the only way they could guarantee that you own all three. Um, but yeah, if you, uh, if you do that, go log in, neocoregames.com slash redeem. You can get your code for Van Helsing Final Cut, and then you too can download the high-resolution texture pack and realize that your PC is probably not strong enough for it, but... Uh, no, I didn't do that, but I'm sure so. that's going to happen to someone. Mark my words. Anna, mm -hmm. you need to go to neocoregames.com slash redeem and get that Steam key so we can play together. Okay. Because we want to play all those, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, would you like to know when Stella Glow is coming out in Europe, Anna? Uh, next year? Yeah, March 11, 2016. It's an announcement this week. Uh, coming out here on the 17th, three days from now, 17th of November. We have a review up. Oh, we do? Yes. Okay, good. Go read our review. Somehow I missed that here. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Man, I like how the Fallout 4 review is just burying itself on it. People didn't like our Fallout 4 review, Anna. Which we is weird because... We didn't talk about that. So here's the deal with our Fallout 4 review. Yeah. If you read our review and compare it to other reviews from large sites, you will see that they actually say the same thing. However, RV Gamer, no, being known for using its entire score structure as opposed to some other sites, 
scored it three out of five instead of, you know, whatever those other sites scored it. Yeah. So we got are, are you asserting that our three out of five is like other sites is 90? No, but I am <laughs> certainly asserting that our three out of five is not equivalent to most major sites 60s. No, probably not. For record now, um, we, we've we given Stella Glow a higher score than Fallout 4. <laughs> not that you're supposed to compare reviews like that. Right. <laughs> now, if you want to compare reviews, your best bet is to read Max reviews on Fallout 3. No, he's that. already like, oh, I wish I could adjust some of those old scores. <laughs> right. <But laughs> so I don't know that, that that's accurate be, either. <laughs> that would be the closest comparison. Yeah. All right. Just go read our reviews and make up your own mind and don't post that you dis- that that it's clickbait because we don't put stories up for clickbait. Well, and None of us have time my, to come up with clickbait stories. Here's my favorite stories. thing is the two things that, I, that I've been hearing since this review went up is, one, we're doing it. Mac did it for the money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so there are. I don't understand how that works. So there are sites out there that pay their writers based on the number of hits that their articles get, and I don't want to name those sites because. Well, we don't do that. No one here gets. Being the person who's in charge of the money, I can guarantee you, we don't do that. And number two, people are like, "Well, you just got it, so the people click on your site, then you get all this ad revenue." (laughs) And it's like all you care about is the clicks, and it's like. Okay, we make so one, little from ad revenue from clicks. There is one people who cares about the clicks, and that's me. And that's only because I sell ads. And the irony is, is the way that we sell ads, they're not based on clicks. Well, no, we we do have click-based ads yeah, from Crave. Yeah, but they make us about they make us know, nothing. $2 yeah. a week. Yeah, no, a little bit more than that. Actually, right, you're you're under, you're undershooting it. Oops. But our our good campaigns are actually irrelevant to clicks. They're just people who want to who put up those big like all site ads like, hey, I want to put a skin that advertises our game for the next month on your site. That's where we actually get money that can actually be used to pay for things at E3. And also microphones and yes. microphones and all of none of that money goes to well people. All of it actually just goes, it goes right to equipment back into the and site. site and stuff. And maybe eventually redesign. Yay. So when we put up a review like that, it isn't because we care about clicks. I do care about money, though. I, I'd love to pay a designer, but uh, I'm not going to put up crappy Fallout reviews to get it. I'm going to put up real Fallout reviews to get it, because <laughs> if people don't want to read our real content, then I'm not going to bother doing this, quite frankly. I'm not going to come up with fake content to get readers. i got better things to do with my time. Um, let's see. What was the next story here? Le- uh, Legends of Isengard, which, which makes me think of they're taking the hobbits to Isengard, but that's that's something else. Um, sorry for that distraction. Legends of Isengard. It is a game that's been out for a little while. It is a tactical game. It is on Steam. They have announced a DLC package called Road to Iron Forest. And it starts with something I'm not going to say because it's technically a spoiler, but it sounds a lot like Zelda Link to the Past. Uh, anyway, you get a new map, new adventuring location, and storyline added to the base game. It's 5 bucks or part of a $15 season packs. And uh, yeah, there you go. So check that out if you've been into that game. Katakawa Games has announced God Wars, 
Um, it is going to be a worldwide release in 2016 for PS4 and Vita. This is a game that was announced in the past. We've probably talked about it in the past under the name of Code Tsukuyomi. Because um, I, I don't remember that. But in case you have a really good memory, you might remember that. It is a tactical RPG. It is set in ancient Japan. It's a Nobunaga's Ambition game? No, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> it is based on feudal Jap Japanese and Shinto mythology. Uh, and so you, it's a Nobunaga's Ambition game? It is, no, those are not based on mythology. Oh, no. Well, those are based on history of, and stuff. Yeah, really stylized. Let me finish history. here. You play... Okay, so each region has a leader, and the leader is kind of based on various Japanese gods. So one of the leaders is Amaterasu, one is Suzano-o, and one is um, Tsukuyomi. Oh, these are all personas. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you play as the kids of each of these these god-king things. And, uh, and yeah, stuff happens. And it's a TRPG. So uh, it's coming out next year worldwide. Shit happens, yo. Yeah, more or less. That's a, also a persona, actually. No. What shit happens? Uh, you have to add the yo to the end. Oh. Yeah, that, that's what makes it a persona name. You're just random affixes. Stranger of Sword City is coming to the U.S. thanks to NIS America. What is Stranger of Sword City? It is uh, is a dungeon-crawling RPG made by the same people who made Demon Gaze and Operation Abyss New Tokyo Legacy. That is Experience Incorporated, which is a great name, by the way, for an RPG company. Um, so you are a dude, and you're in a plane crash after your plane goes through a mysterious portal. And I guess travels to a place where planes don't work anymore. So you crash, and you find yourself in Escario, and you're the chosen one. And blah, 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 recruiter party, go to the dungeons. Because, I mean, let's let's be honest, that's what we're here for, right? So, go do the dungeons. And it looks pretty, and it'll probably... I don't know if it'll be any good yet, but uh, people liked Demon Gaze on our site. Yeah. Um, I And I think Alex liked Operation Tokyo Abyss. That isn't out yet here, is it? Um, if it did, I just didn't get it. I missed it. But A lot of uh, interesting-looking art. I don't know. It'll be, uh, it'll be out for the Vita. This is the most important. It's a Vita game. Everybody, it's a Vita game. Yeah, because let me tell you, the thing that the Vita lacks is like a dungeon has crawling a RPGs. Dearth of JRPGs. Right? <laughs> no, dungeon crawling RPGs uh, specifically, but yeah, still, no, it's yeah, a totally. Vita RPG. We'll take it, Anna. I don't we know. I think the complain. Eh, I'm sorry. The perception that the Vita doesn't have any games is kind of crap, particularly when it comes to JRPGs. Anna, when the Vita is officially listed as an accessory to the PlayStation 4, you take what you can get and <laughs> be happy it's coming, okay, all right? Okay, fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is now. <sighs> all right. Talked about that already. Axis is going to release Langrisser Reincarnation Tensei this in North America. This is the first Langrisser game in, like, how many years? Since 1991. Wow. That's the first one that's coming to the U.S. since 91. The game was on the Genesis. Yeah. So that is, uh, that's a big deal. But that's kind of all we know is Axis has announced they're going to do it. Um, it came out in Japan mid-July, and there's Branching Story, and it's a 3DS RPG. And that's all I really know for you right now. You know, so. Langrisser. You a Langrisser fan, Alice? Um, it's okay to say no, because I, I don't know. I, no? No, uh, all right. I, I just, wait, Langrisser, Langrisser. Yeah, didn't exactly. I had Langrisser game when I was in, didn't one, wasn't there one remade for the PSP a little while back? You know, I want to say that you're right, 
And I'm wondering what's up with that because this story says it's the first one to come to the U.S. since '91. So what was, maybe the PSP one didn't come out here, which wouldn't have stopped you. <laughs> I love the way you say that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I'm, right, I'm, I'm well liked. I'm looking at the Langrisser series. Let's see. Main series. The 3DS one's the most recent one. Before that, in the main series, the most previous one was 98 on the Saturn. Um, so maybe that's where I see Langrisser games is in Japanese import boxes of Saturn games. Uh, I might be thinking of another game. So. so there's some compilation games that came out, I think, in Japan for PlayStation. Langrisser 1 and 2. Yeah, basically all these various remakes or re-releases, rather. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of because I don't think that was a thing on the PSP. So, sorry. Not, at least not according to this Wikipedia article. And we all know Wikipedia it never totally lies. totally trustworthy. Totally trustworthy, especially when it comes to Harvest Moon information. <laughs> no, don't trust it. <laughs> all right. <sighs> Mordheim, City of the Damned. I've talked to you about this in the past. This is the Games Workshop board game uh, set in kind of before their Warhammer setting. Um, same world and stuff, and uh, it is a, a tabletop game where you are doing, you know, tactical combat against um, four different factions, or you're up to four different factions could be playing at once. Well, they've translated this PC. I've talked about it in the past. You got your mutants, your your battle nuns, your rats, your your mercenary humans. Battle nuns. Yeah, the sisters of Sigmar. Don't mess with them, Anna. Yep. They are battle nuns. <laughs> don't mess with them. Anyway. Uh, They've announced campaign info for the game, and basically they're going to have a campaign for each faction. So you get to play as each faction, do different things. Your characters will level up and get talents and stuff as you go through the campaign. Um, they want to let you know that it's, uh, let's see, it's $31.99 while it's in early access, but as soon as it goes comes out for full release, it'll be $39.99. And yeah, there'll be a hero unit for each of the campaigns that uh, will be kind of your, they call it the Dramatis Persona or personae, I don't know how, how, those are weird letters to end those words in, and <laughs> so they will, uh, they're, they're going to be, you know, kind of like your focus character on those units, or those uh, war bands. All right, and with that, I'm going to transition to some Kickstarter news for y'all. Two Kickstarters to update you on today. First is one called Indivisible. Indivisible. Um, and this is weird, because they, they launched... I haven't seen this before. Have you seen this before, Anna? Where um, the Kickstarter launches a demo for the Kickstarter for PlayStation 4 while the Kickstarter's going on. I have never seen that before. I, how much did that cost them? Or I how does know. that even work? I don't know. I mean, know. I assume that they're just part of the the, the indie dev program and, you know, and it Sony's involved. Out. So this is from the creators of Skullgirls. It's an RPG. Um, it's kind of side-scrolling, action-y um, exploration where you got to do kind of some platforming to get through the levels and then you get in combat and it looks turn-based and you got like four characters and you got one button corresponding to each character to like do their attacks and stuff. So uh, they want a million and a half. Um, And uh, long story short, their original campaign goals, uh, they weren't going to make it. So they extended the campaign. (laughs) So they're at $988,000 out of 1.5 million. Um, and this is something that you can't do on Kickstarter. No. This is a fixed funding goal, which means they fail if they don't hit their goal. So right. I don't know how that 
how you're able to extend a fixed funding campaign, but I guess you can and whatever. So they've got the free prototype, and uh, it is out for Windows, Linux, Mac, and PS4, both in the U.S. and Europe. Um, and you go try it out and decide if you want to back the game, which I think is a great idea. Like, hey, try the game. Decide if you want to give us the money to, to kind of finish it or whatever. Uh, artwork looks pretty good. Um, and what else we got here? We got oh, so much stuff going on. Um, yeah. So pretty bright artwork, and I want to tell you about your uh, your options. For $5, you are a toe dipper. Show your support, and we'll give you a set of beautiful wallpapers to decorate your desktop with. <laughs> you have to go up to $30 if you actually want a copy of the game. So just so you know. And then on the other side of it, um, for $20,000, you get everything above, which is a lot of things I'm not going to read. Plus, you get to visit Lab Zero and dine with the team. Um, literally everything above, and you can meet and dine with the team. That's right. We will not acknowledge your presence as a human being unless you give us an extra $10,000 versus the tier above. <laughs> but whatever. So there there you go. If you want to spend lots of money to go meet the Skull Girls team, I guess, there, there you go. Uh, what's our next one? Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, this uh, this RPG has characters from a bunch of different games in it. Uh, Indivisible has... Annie from Skullgirls, Calibretto from Battle Chasers, The Drifter from Hyper Light Drifter, Juan from Guacamelee, Leah from Curses and Chaos, Shovel Knight from Shovel Knight, and Zachasaurus from Super Time Force. Are you sure Shovel Knight is from Shovel Knight? Uh, I'm pretty sure Shovel Knight's from Shovel Knight. I've played that. I don't know. It's got Shovel Knight in it. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Lots of knights in Shovel Knight. Gonna take this on faith. Yeah, you better just, just trust me on it. It'll be okay. Okay. All right. Uh, there's another Kickstarter game that uh, we've been talking about on the site this week, and that is uh, Infinite Adventures, which, of course, is a game that will never end. No, I don't think that's actually how it works. Uh, it's a turn-based dungeon-crawling RPG. Uh, they're going they're inspired by like Wizardry and Edrian Odyssey, The Bard's Tale. and it, Is The Bard's Tale a first-person dungeon crawl? I didn't realize that. Maybe the old ones are. Well, whatever. I should really play one of those games and get a get a clue. They wanted twenty five grand. Let's see where they're at. Infinite, take me to the Kickstarter. Oh boy. Infinite Adventures wants twenty five thousand dollars. They're currently at two thousand three hundred twenty nine with nine days to go. Mm, uphill battle. The you can start in by pledging one dollar, where they say thanks for your support, which four people have done. For twenty bucks, you get the game, and. I'm liking the artwork here, so it's good. As we scroll down towards the top tier, $2,000, you get the Adjutants back, which is the all rewards from this earlier pack, plus design a noble house, plus design an NPC or mini boss. So there you go. And they also have a demo, a PC, Mac, and uh, play it inside your web browser demo. So there you go. That's two demos for Kickstarter games. I love it. Let's keep doing that stuff. So, yeah. And yeah. It's made by like one guy. So, go for it. Is he playing? Uh, I wonder how he's making his. Just. I, I'm sorry. I'm wondering how he's programming it, but I don't see on here how he's doing it. Probably Unity. Who knows? Anyway, there you go. And uh, that's two Kickstarters for you. Are you going to donate to either, Anna? Um. No. Okay. 
question mark. No question mark. All right. Um, I, I, the Skullgirls game is going to take a lot more than $1.5 million. And well, we already know they have outside funding if they're putting games up on PS4 already. Right. So I'm just, I hope that whatever their external funding is, is going to be enough because this is not a $1.5 million game. Oh, of course not. Of course not. So just trying to show interest. One, I'm, I don't know. I'm not seeing, this is the problem that I run into with a lot of Kickstarters lately. I'm not seeing a reason to back it if I feel like it's going to get made either way. It, and then I could just buy it when it comes out. Which one? The the one with the, just the one guy making it. It's not going to be backed at this rate. Right. But I don't know. I read that Kickstarter and it kind of feels like either way it's going to get made. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I mean, that's the impression that I get. He's like, I'm going to do this with or without you, but I'd rather do it with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And yeah. so I don't know if that's a good... Um, metric for judging whether i should back a kickstarter or not alice have you been doing lots of kickstarters lately or no no not really not a kickstarter i don't think there's been anything that's floated across that's interested me much fair enough yeah i find the kickstarter app to be a very dangerous thing for me i so thought like, you oh, installed cool. it from your oh, phone that's cool. no that's, uh, you're you're I it, thought... it came back uh... i probably should re-uninstall it <laughs> Take it off and take the Groupon off, too. No, they both stain. <laughs> We're going into the shopping season. I have to find gifts for you, remember? Yeah. Okay. All right. Summon Night 6. So Japan has released... Japan. The country of Japan has released info about Summon Night 6. <laughs> In reality, it's uh, Bandai Namco. And uh, so check this out. I don't know the story of Summon the Night, but apparently there's people who are from Tokyo who got taken to some world named Lidbomb at some point in the Summon the Night continuum. Well, in this game, two of them get transported to another land called Fallujah, and along with some other person who wanted to go to Fallujah, and now they're in Fallujah, and then some summoners are in Fallujah, but the summoners have lost their powers. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but... That that's your story setting, so I don't know what to tell you there. And in the previous games of the series, players choose which of the main protagonists they control. But in this one, whichever one you choose, the other one also appears in the story rather than just you know the one you chose. Okay, great. And you build character relationships by having the uh, the unselected protagonists and other characters throughout the game. Oh, you talk to them in the evening conversations, and then that offers bonuses to you, like your attacks and stuff during battles. And blah, 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 blah. Coming to Japan in spring 2016 for PS4 and Vita. So if you're a Summonite fan, um, there's some there's some info for you, yeah, I guess. <laughs> wow. Hi, Anna. That was one hell of a sneeze. Excuse me. We have some more details about Fire Emblem Cross Shin, Mem- Shin Megami Mini Tensei. The Fire Emblem Pound. Fire Emblem Pound Gebun Ironsa, whatever it's called. Do we have a real? Do we have like a North no. American name for that yet? No, I don't. I think almost we said do. real, and then I realized that was extremely rude. The game is set in real-world Tokyo, from which the player enters another world known as the Idol Sphere. In the Idol Sphere, the party's path is blocked by enemy mirages. This is I D O L, right? Yeah. Okay. 
and peculiar mechanics, such as moving a giant mannequin to reach new floors, whatever that means. Oh, yeah, we saw that at the treehouse during E3. Okay. Battles occur when the party comes in contact with enemy symbols. When characters hit an enemy's weakness, a session attack is activated that allows party members to have free attacks. Victory will reward the party with experience points for leveling, skill points for learning new skills, and performa used to create new weapons. Then they have another trailer that came out with more details. Uh, this one was about side stories, which are character-focused quests. The side stories are unlocked by making frequent use of party members in battle as well as keeping in touch with them via the game's message system. So I guess you got to email your friends. you got to tech- yeah. you text message them. Yeah. During the quest, Itsugi supports his friends in their endeavors in the entertainment industry. Music, movies, or Super Sentai shows. Of this course. Just, this just starting to sound <laughs> what is more, going more on? like Omega Quintet. This is getting weird. Completing side stories unlocks new skills. Uh, let's see. Gebun I- Gen- Gene Ibun Roku Pound Fire Emblem, or sh- Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei, depending who you ask, is a unique cross... Yeah, okay. Set in modern-day Tokyo, the game centers on the invasion of beings called mirages from another world, many of whom are based on Fire Emblem characters. The party members become mirage masters, people with the ability to partner up with mirages and gain their power in order to fight against the invaders. This Wii U title will be released in Japan on December 26th. And we don't know when the Western release is coming. Sometime next year. Yeah, it's, it's 2016. But Go watch the trailers and get hyped for Fire Emblem right? Cross SMT. Oh, so. no. There's a much better Fire Emblem to get hyped about. No, we'll get to that later. Just a couple more stories, Anna. We'll be there soon. All right. Mm. Monster Hunter 10 put out a new trailer. Is uh, Oh, right. And I showed you. They added a new costume thing. And it's not Monster Hunter 10. It's Monster Hunter Cross, of course, as we know from Japan. Anytime you see an X pronounce it as cross so monster hunter cross showing like crazy uh, one trailer just has monsters fighting each other they don't even need you anymore they'll just fight each other which is great except i don't know what that does for me except make a cool trailer and then another one showing hunters fighting a monster like you're supposed to and with new abilities and equipment and new monsters and i was really jealous and we're probably not going to get this game it's very expensive to market a monster hunter here and i don't think capcom wants to do any of the spinoff ones right now but Maybe we'll be surprised. Aren't uh, we getting like the easy version of Monster Hunter? Probably. The three the three DS game? I don't know for sure. I'm hoping so. I, if we announce that, I've forgotten. <laughs> I was like I remember being pretty excited about that. And I don't think I would be unless it was actually coming out in North America. Well why oh all right. So I think that's coming. Uh by the way, something that is also coming, Final Fantasy fifteen is getting Moogles. Don't That's, worry, they'll delay the game like a couple of years to ensure just that to, they've been implemented properly. <laughs> that that is your news this week about Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's getting moogles. So very important. <laughs> In the meantime, uh BlizzCon was last week, Anna. We watched a lot of stuff. We watched a lot of BlizzCon. Here's your news. There's uh, a new expansion called Legion. Yeah, we knew about that last year. Oh, we already knew about that. We got a lot more details. We Anything that matters? Of, um, it's coming on or before September 21st, 2016. Right. So sometime during the seasonal season of summer is all we know. Okay. Anything else uh, we learned that matters? They're changing the talent system significantly. Like they're making, they're adding something like 500 new talents. So they are like completely overhauling the system. 
Yeah, they're going back to lots of talents, which I think is interesting. Well, and they, I think they, one of the things that they were talking about in the uh, panel was like, we found that we weren't giving players meaningful decisions. So whether you choose talent A that heals, talent B that heals, or talent C that heals, you're still getting a talent that heals. It's not really a good decision. Yeah, but then they had, remember they went to that because they needed to balance everything more easily. Right. And but I think that they've realized that they sucked a lot of the fun of talents out doing that. Okay. So we've lost our internet, but we can keep going. Okay. Um, some of the other things that they discussed was um, how they are going to do the the Demon Hunter story, which is basically their light, their whole class, like the Death Knight. So you are going to start at level um, 98, I think they said. And basically you will go through two levels, figuring out the story behind the Demon Hunters and slowly gaining back slowly gaining your abilities, um, sucking them out of the demons that you're fighting. Woot. And what else did they talk about? Oh, um, scaling leveling. So there's four zones that you can choose to level in. And it's not like zone A is 100 to 101 and zone B is 101 to 102. Uh, C, 103 to 104, and then D, 104 to 105. Any zone scales to you. Yep. So if you want to go to zone B and you're level 100, cool. If you want to go to zone B and you're level 104, also cool. Also, also cool. Yes. And so that is kind of exciting because then people can do the zones in whatever order that they like, and that will hopefully reduce congestion. Um, they also talked a lot more about the hero halls, um, the class halls. And unlike your garrisons, they aren't set in a leveling zone. Um, so in theory, it should be easier to balance the load on them, in theory. Particularly since you're going to have 11 class halls. Actually, that's a good. that's something that they haven't talked about yet. There's only 11 character slots per server, and there's now going to be 12 classes. They're adding a slot. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah, they said that. Okay, I, then I missed that. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. They're, they they talked about a lot of very cool things. Um, Alice, are you back? Yes, I'm back. Are you stoked for Legion? What, as in World of Warcraft? Yeah. I don't know. I'm of two minds on it. I... As, as hyped as I was, or given definition of hype, about <laughs> um, Warlords, it's kind of like, well, they, they, they sort of broke the glass where it, that, that said, like, you know, in case of sudden sub-drop, suddenly start including everything that people have asked for for the last 10 years. Right. I just don't know if it will actually do much for me, though, oh, okay. at this point. Um. I mean, some of the uh, the changes that they've announced are interesting enough for the like the various class changes and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and the um, uh, the artifact system looks interesting. You can try spec now. Woo. Oh, can you? And yeah. Fog spec for for druids. Yeah, they they announced that at, at one of the Q and A's. So you can now actually spec into all of your specs. Yeah. 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 Dual spec only for demon hunters, though. Right, because they only have two specs. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Uh... I'm just having a look at the because I don't think the shaman 
uh, class changes were up last time I looked. So oh, I'm just okay. having a look uh, at it now. No, they sort of trickled those out post BlizzCon. Yeah, they did. One, I think it was like one a day or something. <laughs> I mean, it looks interesting, but I think it's going to be one of those cases where I will probably still get legion but i'm not going to be on like the kind of pre-order hype train yeah like, i mean ow. here's the thing is it's the only thing that you get for pre-ordering and i realize that i'm colored when i say it that way the the thing you get for pre-ordering is early access to the demon hunter and a level 100 now well i don't need a level 100 now because i actually want to level my horde through the 90 to 100 stuff so that i can tell what the story is and I don't necessarily want early access to the Demon Hunter. But because, why not, Anna? Because every time I've like played the game early, it's never been never that been fun. fun. Yeah, you ruin it forever. Ruined. Forever. Not forever. Ruined. All right. Other news from BlizzCon. There's a Hearthstone expansion thing set. The League of Explorers. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, yeah. It's Did that out come now. out like today or something? Uh, like, two a couple days ago. days ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's out. I only got the I got the email about it fairly recently. Yeah, so. that makes sense. And then, um, no, that uh, Overwatch is going to be forty bucks or more if you want to buy various collectors editions. And uh, that's BlizzCon, basically, <laughs> a bunch of esports. Watch our esports. Um, and they had a panel for Diablo 3 that was like, we're not announcing a new expansion. But we're still doing things. But we're doing Trust things. Trust us. And please tell us that they're cool. <laughs> well, wasn't it? I mean, because it basically what it seemed to be was like a kind of large patch update for like, you know, it's kind of like everything that they've got in the game is basically done. Um, but now they're putting new rift types in or something. To yeah, make they the had game a, they're adding longer. a new area or something, I think they said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the King Leoric's Chambers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something. And yeah, the, the bunch of changes, actually, a bunch of really good changes for Diablo 3, it sounded like. so. And they're going to start standardizing season lengths a little better. Yeah. Because it was like one season was six months and one season was seven weeks. And they realized that that sort of extreme difference was dumb. Oh, and Legacy of the Void is out now. Yeah, I played and, the oh, first... Oh, yeah, I, I, I've almost finished that. I oh, have you? I played the it. first two missions. Wait, you didn't even... You almost finished a game. You didn't even remember you played it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how the hell I blanked on that. <laughs> so it must be real great then. Hey, so, I'm enjoying it, damn it. Are um, you sure? You I'm, don't remember it. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at getting up to speed with Protoss. Yeah? Um, I'm I'm slow to build gates and and then I forget to trans uh, and then I forget to transfer them to warp gates. Mm. Which is kind of an important part of Protoss gameplay. Can you turn it like to super easy? Yeah, you can turn it to casual. I'm playing on normal right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing on normal. Because mm -hmm. that's that's challenging without being irritating for me right now. If it gets harder later, I can always turn it down. If you casual. if you set it to like casual and you fight like a Terran, do they just drive a Hellion into a wall and forget <laughs> to ever turn around? And I it's like, yeah, like yeah, how playing the game on e it? Playing the game on easy turns the game into StarCrafts. Yes. 
<laughs> the cardboard animations. The cardboard animations. Yes, that's that's totally what I'm thinking of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's interesting so far. I there's been a good amount of a mission variety, even in the prologue that I've been playing. Does that continue on, Alice? Oh or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd say so. Because I mean, most of the Terran stuff was basically here's your base, go conquer the map. And I find that that is not, that has been, when that is the goal, it has been nuanced significantly. Um, there's a really cool mission about halfway through uh, where you have a base where you only have very limited um, Vespine and mineral stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and But the base is on a rail. You what? can actually move it. Okay, that's cool. You move your entire base. It's cool. Pretty damn cool. Yeah, like Terrans can already do that. Well, yeah, but they, they just lift them up and fly them. Exactly. So, yeah, there's some crazy woo stuff going on in that story already. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil any of it. Hannah, have you given your life for ire yet? My life for ire! I, I actually, because I got the, um, the physical collects edition. So for, did we! I, yeah, because I have the it's other so two, cool. and it felt kind of remiss not to get this one. So I didn't um, get the one for for Zerg, but the book that they included with the the Protoss one looks so cool. I wanted to pick it. Yeah, up. have you actually read any of it? Yeah, yeah. Is it cool? Um, so the um, there it gives basically it's a um, it, it is just an art book, but it has some um, like details for all of the units that are in game at the moment for all three races. Yeah, um, but also. With every description, uh, there's like a sarcastic marine has like scribbled on it. Oh, great! Um, so is uh, the one. There's a picture of a, a Protoss zealot with uh, a, a crudely drawn speech bubble that says, "I like to run into machine gun fire. My life for ire." <laughs> That's pretty. Good. It's it's brilliant. Nice. Speaking of brilliant, Nintendo put out one heck of a direct this week. Wow, and there was so much news if you're into RPGs. Anna, do you want to do the honors? Um, hang on, let me pull up the story. Because the first that. thing is a Zelda re-release. Okay, hang on. RPG cast notes. Um, discussion story. Yeah, Nintendo got a direct. <laughs> Just double click on the cell and then it'll be easier to read. Nope. All right. Okay. So, um, so Alex, when he writes these, combines together um, Europe and North America. Right. So, s bear with me as I muddle through this. All right. Uh, I just lost my window. There it is. All right. Okay. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess HD. It's a Nintendo bum, Wii U bum, game. And Chris said, yay, I can finally play a nice looking copy of Twilight Princess, but have it be in widescreen instead of having to track down the GameCube one. And Link is left-handed. And Link's left-handed again! So, um, But what were you most excited about, Anna? The Wolf Amiibo. There's a Wolf Amiibo. So Wolf Link Amiibo. It's going to be bundled in with a game. which And is the soundtrack. March 4th, 2016. Um, or is the soundtrack Europe only? No. Okay. Um, it's first run only. Oh, okay. 
So it sounds like it might actually be a pre-order bonus from select retailers. We need to hear a little more about it. Okay. And, and they also confirmed that the official Legend of Zelda Wii U game is on track for 2016. Yeah, whatever. They said it was on track for 2015 before. Um, right. So <laughs> um, on the European side, um, Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass and Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks are now available on the Wii U eShop. So where the heck are those here? So nine, Why aren't they out here? Eh, nine pounds a piece. And if you buy one, you get the other for half price. Okay. Limited time only, though. Yeah, but who wants those games? They're not good. Um, in addition, Triforce Heroes. Wait, wait, wait. How would Phantom Hourglass work? There's puzzles you have to do where you need to close the lid. Okay. How are you going to do that? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. That's going to be weird. So anyways, um, Triforce Heroes is going to get a new content update. Uh, it has a new area called the Den of Trials. Wow, there's a lot of typos in this article. Um, the Den of Trials is um, a collection of 30-plus new stages. And basically every five stages, there's a checkpoint. But in order to complete these levels, you have to kill every monster in the level, which is different from... Um, Which is different from regular levels. Yeah. The, you don't have um, essentially a 30-level horde mode that you do here in the normal course of Triforce Heroes. So it, it, there's checkpoints as you go along, right? Yep. Yeah. So that, that helps. So you don't have to do it all in one sitting, I hope. Right. No. But you probably do want to do it with like friends, friends? or people yeah. that you believe are you know, competent. Someone you can talk to or communicate with. or Right. Trust isn't an idiot. Yeah. So that is going to be more for like close-knit friends and, you know, groups of no people that know each other as opposed to the randomness that is the current setup. All right. All right. Get to the next thing. I'm excited. Um, there's two new costumes. No, not the two costumes. Okay, fine. All I right. Yeah. You can play as Deity Sword Link or whatever that is. Fierce Deity something Fierce or other. Fierce Deity? Yeah. Yeah, it's Majora's Mask. Okay. Anyways. Okay. Hyrule Warriors. You're so excited about this. <laughs> I am excited about this. Show us your enthusiasm. Hyrule Warriors Legends. Yay. And so um, it's the 3DS port of the Wii U title. Um, so the they started talking about the 3DS version new characters, which include Tetra, Toon Link, uh, the King of Hyrule, and the Skull Kid. And they also unveiled dun -da -da -da, dun -da -da. a female Link. Linkle. Her name is Linkle. Why is her name Linkle? Because his name is Tingle. No, it has nothing to do with Tingle. I bet you it does. You're saying this is the kid of Link and Tingle? Which isn't even possible? Anyways, um, she is a dual-wielding crossbow character, and she has big spin attacks like Link does. So she looks like um, Vala from Heroes of the Storm. Uh, kind of, yeah, actually. So it's going to be available on March 25th, 2016. Um, there's a collector's edition in Europe that contains um, a pocket watch, which is probably the pocket watch that Linkle shows off in the little teaser trailer. So lame. Why don't we get a pocket watch compass thing? Um, so Bravely Second Whatever and Layer, um, had a collector's, a deluxe collector's edition unveiled during the, the 
the direct and, and has a Q1 2016 date in North in Europe. It was also very briefly mentioned uh, just as a 26 spring 2016 title in North America. So what do you think? Is it stand for send player? Tend Claire. Um, so, um, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon got a new trailer. Um, it's coming November 20th to North America and February 19th, 2016 to Europe. Oh, and they also kind of blew everyone's mind by announcing Pokemon Yellow, Pokemon Red, and Pokemon Blue. And Pokemon Green if you're in Japan. Yeah, they're going to come out on uh, the eShop. Right. So these are going to be 3DS eShop games. Um, and what they've done is they've included um, uh, trading. Yeah. they. But they didn't clarify. You can trade by a was, wireless. Yeah. Right. But they didn't clarify if it was local trading only or if it was going to be online trading. I'm going to guess local only. I'm going to guess online. Okay. So we'll see if that gets clarified in the coming days. Okay. Um, they're going to be about $15 a piece. No. Okay. Actually, let me rephrase that. In Japan, they are getting physical versions of the games. Okay. And those are $15 a piece. Okay. No, I, I don't think they're that expensive any here. Other region. Okay. February so, 27th. You got to wait till you get that. Yeah. Whereas the dungeon crawlers out next week in North America, uh -huh. it's not out till next February in Europe. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, they talked about Mario and Luigi Paper Jam or Paper Jam Bros if you are anywhere other than North America. Wait, what? So it's called Mario and Luigi Paper Jam Bros everywhere. Paper Jam Brothers, huh? Yeah. But not Except here. Except in North America. I wonder North why. America is the only place that the, the bros moniker is dropped. Because it implies things that we don't like here? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It seems like a very silly. It does. Um, and, you know, thing to change, but um, it has a it has a release date in North America now. All right. So it's it was confirmed last month to be December fourth, twenty fifteen, in Europe, and it will now be January twenty second, twenty sixteen, for North America. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles X also re received a new trailer because it's coming out December 4th, 2015. Um, oh, hold on. Speaking of Xenoblade Chronicles X, if you pre-order it at Best Buy, you get pizza. Wait, what? <laughs> you think I'm kidding. What? If you pre-order Best Buy at Xenoblade Chronicles X, the pre-order incentive at Best Buy is pizza cash. You get... It, it, it applies to the pre-orders of the standard version of Xenoblade Chronicles X. You must commit to buying the game by December 3rd and must pick it up from Best Buy by December 10th. Each qualifying order will have an e-pizza cash code on the receipt that can be entered at xcxpizzacash.com. And you'll get a $10 virtual prepaid MasterCard um, provided to put towards a pizza order at a qualifying restaurant where MasterCard is accepted. Oh my God. <laughs> That is the most complicated way of getting pizza I've ever seen. But <laughs> there you go. You get your game pizza. night on. And you only get 10 bucks, so you can't even get a very good pizza. Yeah. But whatever. All right. So <laughs> um, you can also preload like 10 gigs of crap if you want to make the game run in a tolerable fashion. Mm -hmm. 
Um, otherwise, or you buy, buy the, the digital you, version. Yeah, buy the digital version. I think that's what we'll do. <laughs> what, you don't want to put that one in the RP Gamer library? <laughs> nah, I just don't want to. That's just going to be a mess. Yeah. So you may want to actually preload that if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they also um, revealed the uh, collector's edition for Final Fantasy Explorers, which is exclusive to the Woo! Square Enix store. Oh, really? Yeah, but remember, they don't use uh, the crappy people anymore. They don't use Digital River anymore. Oh, thank goodness. They they, they got away from that particular track. Oh, are you making an official statement from Natsume about the quality of Digital River, Anna? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you said they were crappy. I'm just quoting you. Uh, from a customer standpoint, because we have ordered from them, they are ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have never had a pleasant customer experience with them. Okay. But you love working with them with, with Natsume. <laughs> Alright, what's the next what's the next thing from the direct Anna? Um Final Fantasy Explorers comes out on Oh, right, they don't have an official date yet. It's just late January. And so look forward to that. This oh, is ridiculous. And of course, Fire Emblem Fates, because we've been I've been dying for more information on this. Um they so they reconfirmed that it is going to come in two official two different um packages. So you can buy Birthright or Conquest for forty dollars. Uh-huh. Um, if you buy one, you can get the other one at a discounted download price, um, of $20. And then the third line, which is kind of a neutral line, um, is coming at a later time. And so there's also a collector's edition that's $80. And will include all three on a physical cart, which kind of implies that the collector's edition isn't going to be available until later because the third storyline isn't going to be available at launch. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. So waiting for more information on that because it's a little sketchy how that all is going to, you know, roll. Do we want the collector's edition of no. Final Fantasy Explorers? Oh, no. No. The only reason that I was looking at it was because of those weapon quests. Yeah. Um, but you seem to think that we didn't need those weapon quests. Well, I'm pre-ordering like, it. So I'm going through the pre-order process right uh -huh. now. And um, it, it won't ship on release day. Well, that's the other thing. It's, it's, if you want it overnighted, it's $28.99. What? Yeah. <laughs> If you want it, and that's over, they'll ship it on release day, but you won't get it by release day. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, do you know how people want their games to arrive nowadays? Have you not been paying attention? <laughs> It'll be available on October, on on January 26, 2016, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just when it ships. And then Super Saver Shipping, which costs you $8, which is a crock. Um, Super Saver Shipping will arrive in five to ten days. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, Square Enix, what's wrong with you? What, I uh, don't know if these new people are any better, Anna. 
shipping in the U.S. just sounds terrible um, in general. No, it's actually normally really good and really fast and easy. Now, the USPS did jack their prices up pretty significantly in the last year. But, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's still better than most other countries, particularly Canada. <laughs> nice. What you're saying is you enjoy the U.S. more because of their shipping advantages. <laughs> Sure, that's totally what I'm saying. No? Okay. It's, I find it kind of amusing how easily I found it to get stuff shipped from Amazon.co.jp here. Like, I've had orders come through in, like, two to three days from Japan. Nice. Anna, you need to get that thing I just put in the chat. Okay. <laughs> you gotta look at it. It's ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> what? No. 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 Absolutely not. Why? The heck, Chris? No. Look at the Chocobo one. Oh, well, maybe that one. I'll have to look. Well, you don't like Moogles? No. It, I, it is I a, like, Mo it I is like a, Moogles enough to have three plushies. It's a 49-inch by 30-inch blanket that you wrap around yourself and then a little cap that you put on your head and you look like a Moogle or a Chocobo. Let me look at the Chocobo one. And the Chocobo one even has little tail feathers. I could shake my tail feathers. It's very cute. No, that's really ugly. The blanket can be fully tucked into the hood for storage. You like oh, to that, wear blankets actually, all the time. That's actually a pretty good design, thinking about it. Okay, here you go, Anna. Here you go. Um, I got I got what you need right here. Right here. Oh, God. Square Enix's page. Check that out. It is a plush cloud from Final Fantasy 7 with the most lifeless eyes I've ever seen on a plushie. Oh, that's definitely what I need. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. How about a giant Square Enix backpack? Hey, how about we mention even even though it's sort of tangentially related that there's going to be a Final Fantasy character in Smash Brothers now. Mm. So Cloud is coming to Super Smash Brothers. For 3DS and Wii U. Say what? Yeah, don't worry. I already know. But, like, where did that come from? I don't know. Kingdom Hearts? I guess. And I like the gif where they show Sakurai looking at the camera like, don't ever ask me for anything again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm done. Just, got just go away. Just don't ever talk to me ever we're again. Just, we're done. I've satisfied my commitment. So, hmm. And I think that's pretty much it. Oh, right! Right, right. There was some very important news for wheels in the Nintendo Direct. Oh, what was that? Dragon Quest Seven and Dragon Quest Eight, the 3DS remakes, are coming to North America. Nice. And Europe. And Europe. And Europe. And Europe. Don't forget us. <laughs> You're so easily forgettable. You are so mean. You're only getting a wedding invite. <laughs> so, yes. Which made everybody scream and, like, go crazy on Twitter. That was, like, the biggest announcement out of that Nintendo Direct for, for like, the people that I was following. People cared less, much less about Cloud than they did about um, Dragon Quest 7 and 8, which was kind of funny. So I'm very excited. They sort of gave 
They gave release win. Okay, so they gave a release window for seven, which was the first half of 2016. And then for Dragon Quest Eight, they just said in general 2016. Okay. That's a thing. Do you... Okay. And so, I think that is actually everything now. Sorry, as I continue to be distracted by Square Enix's website. No, how, get off of there. Oh, I just want to buy Chris, all the music no, things they have. Just no. all hey, of them. Close that tab Chris, right now, Chris, mister. No. It's actually a lot easier and I think might actually be cheaper. If you want a soundtrack CD, just buy it from Amazon.co.jp. Uh, sometimes. I actually go to cdjapan.co.jp. Yeah, I find those are the most expensive, guys. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Je I, I got um, when the Square Enix Europe store sold out of the Final Fantasy XIV soundtracks. I just bought them straight from uh, .co.jp, and I was able to get the um, the first print run bonuses on, oh, two, nice. we, on two out of three. We bought those during PAX, and I had the guy actually sign it for Chris. Ah. Yeah, you've got one up on me there. Sorry. For Mine which one? Signed. That was for Meteor. That was yeah, the, the there's, old there's one. Before Meteor, there's, now uh, there's um, the before main the fall. one. And then Before the Fall. And at some point, they should put out a Heavensward one. Yeah. I don't know. I can't keep up on all those 14 soundtrack CDs, which are released as Blu-rays, and I still haven't figured out how to get the damn tracks off them. Put them in a Blu-ray drive. Well, I, no, I've been trying to get them off. I, Yes. Put them in a Blu-ray drive, yes. and they're sitting in there in zip files. I don't have a Blu-ray drive for my PC. Oh, oh, you just suck. I don't then. think we have any computers that have Blu-ray drives. I have to do it on the PS4 or PS3, and I know that's a thing, but I haven't. Just get out. a Blu-ray drive. They're like twenty pounds. Oh, really? No. It's really, goddamn cheap these days. I didn't know that. Yeah, an internal an internal Blu-ray drive will not set you back very much money at all. $40.99 from LG. Huh. Yeah. Right. Like, seriously. Just buy one. Whereas a DVD writer drive is 20 bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, most my Blu-ray drive also functions as a Blu-ray rewrite drive anyway. So a DVD rewrite drive anyway. So this one is a super multi, super multi blue internal SATA 16 speed Blu-ray disc rewriter. that do other things okay i'm not i'm not looking at this right now i'm not looking at this right now i'm not looking at this right now podcast what are we doing <laughs> are we done with the direct news yeah that was it, everything. i didn't think it would ever end it was really long so are you what are you most excited about all this uh fire emblem not dragon quest that's cool and i am excited for that but fire emblem because fire, fire emblem. emblem yeah that's I've been waiting for that game like since it got announced. I'm so stoked for it. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. That's cool, girl. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I'm locked into a cell here on my Excel. Hold on. Uh, all right. How'd you do that? I don't know. <laughs> that takes. All right. Time. I talked about pizza cash. So that means it's time to move on to... Okay, my inboxes were too big. I scanned them. I didn't see any feedback. Um, so I'll plug feedback at the end. And this week, folks, you better do the feedback. 
put it on me. Make it my fault there's no feedback. Don't let it be your fault there's no feedback. Send worthless feedback. That's better than no feedback. Tell me about how your dog got stuck in an elevator in Fallout 4 and is falling down continuously or something. Wait, Tell what? me about is how you... Thing? Yes. Tell me how you built a house in the middle of the of the swamp instead of the sky or how your house is really, really high up in the sky and what sort of bugs you're running. Tell me about non-Fallout things. Tell me about... Um, what you got from your login points and final fa- I don't know what else matters besides Fallout right now Anna I don't I don't I don't know <sighs> Battlefront about, tell me about Battlefront how about a relevant question what is it what are you most excited about out of the Nintendo Direct oh that's actually relevant yeah yeah tell us what you want out of all those things what did you pre-order so we actually sat down and as the Direct was going we basically sat on the Best Buy site and pre-ordered all the things not all the things. We pre-ordered two things. We pre-ordered more than that. <laughs> we pre-ordered two things, Anna. Really? Well, I just went I mean, through my orders. Part of that is because I'm getting some of those things digitally. Okay. Like, we're not going to get a physical copy of Fire Emblem. I'm just going to get the digital version. Which I still don't understand, but all right. Because you're never going to play it, and I'm going to want to have it on my 3DS a lot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> now I understand. Uh, you know what else I understand? What? Um, that I need to stay off the Square Enix homepage. Because <laughs> that store is tempting. And <laughs> it's, it's a problem. And then additionally, I need to not pre-order Xenoblade for Pizza Cash. So I'll close that. And get into the new game releases for the week. Oh boy. I mean, seriously, Pizza Cash? What the heck? Samurai Pizza Cash? Samurai Pizza Cash. <laughs> I'll take an extra large samurai. I'm not doing this. All right. So what's coming out this week? All right. First off, we got Game of Thrones is coming out with episode six, The Ice Dragon, that oh, wraps up the so, series. Yeah, there you can now get the full set. The of full games. retail. Yep. yep. Um, Deadpool is coming out for PS4 and Xbox. So if you like Deadpool, um, I don't know. Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate's coming to PC. Ellis, you gonna jump in the Assassin's Creed game? Nope, I lost your internet. Okay, never mind. I'll just keep telling you what's coming out then. Uh, Night Squad for Xbox One and PC is coming. Borderlands Triple Pack for the older consoles, 360 and PS3, for all three Borderlands games, I guess. Um, The Crew Wild Run, which is like an expansion for the crew, hits Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Star Wars Battlefront comes out for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Um, Man, that game sounds so cool, but I just have no time for it. I'd rather play Fallout, but that's cool. I'll watch people play Battlefront because it sounds neat. Sounds like Star Wars, and that's the important thing. Stella Glow comes out for 3DS. Anna, are you getting Stella Glow? Yeah, but we need to cover it for the podcast. All right, well, we got to figure that out. Sword Art Online Lost Song comes out for PS4 and Vita on the 17th. Hard West, whatever that is, hits PS, PC, Mac, and Linux. Celestial Tear, Demon's Revenge. Okay, I'm going to look up that one. That's a cool name. Celestial Tear, Demon's Revenge. It's a lot of words put together. A lot of words. Let's see if we can figure out what those words mean. Oh, no, I can't because the internet's not working. All right, so continuing on. Typo Man for Wii U. That's a that's a cool game where you have to like rearrange letters and, and spell different words to make uh, to solve puzzles and like you know, making this thing say crash and then it crashes something open, then you can get through it and something like that. So it's weird. You got to see it. It's very artistic. Um, Mayan Death Robots comes out for PC, whatever that is. 
Mario Tennis Ultra Smash um, comes out for Wii U. So play your tennis. Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Are you getting that, Anna? Yeah, but we got to cover it for the podcast. All right, well, we got to figure out Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon. Um, let's see. Um, Borderland. Oh, we talked about that already. Kung Fu Panda Showdown of the Legendary Legends. Oh, really? Say what? Oh, it's delayed to December. Apparently, Anna does news stories for them, so she knows. So, never mind. Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends, which is an okay title, not coming out this week. Uh, Jackpot Party Packs apparently hits for 360 finally. The Wii U also gets, uh, well, we talked about that. Contra Advance hit the eShop. Girls Like Robots hit on the eShop. Test Your Mind on the eShop. And Word Party on the eShop. 3DS gets Horse Life 4. Johnny's Payday Panic. Moco Moco Friends, which is also on the eShop. Moco Moco Friends, Anna, are you interested in that? It's from Axis. Okay. Okay. Uh, she says uh, Nix is reviewing it. She wants to read her review first. All right. So Nintendo, Anna's making lunch right now. This is the best part of marriage. It's like, I can do the podcast. She can make lunch. And then everyone's happy when it's over. Uh, Nintendo Badge Arcade came out on the eShop. If you want to spend, if you want to spend $5 to get useless badges for your Nintendo 3DS menu, that, that, that's the thing for you, apparently. Uh, all their things on PC. Adam, Ancient Mystery, Ancient Domains of Mystery. Aquatica, <laughs> or Chime Sharp, Concealed Intent, Conquest of Elysium, FL337. Oh, here's one else might be interested in. Football Manager 2016. You interested in Football Manager? Uh, David's already got it. Oh, he's uh, already got it. The, because the beta comes out two weeks before the game does. Oh, okay. As long as you pre-order it. Yeah. Uh, I might get it at some point when it goes down in price. Do you actually play football on this, or are you just managing stats? Uh, it is pretty much all management. Uh, do you watch them play or anything? Yeah, you do watch okay. the you watch the games being played. Okay, but there's no actual playing. All right, Fuego. There's a game coming out. Gakko of War. Talked about Hard West already. High School Romance. Higurashi When They Cry. Uh, chapter Two. Watanagashi. Whatever that. Um, Isosphere. Ladra. Last Horizon. Parallels. Race Online. Root, The Rivers of Alice Extended Edition, Tennis in the Face, Tricone Lab, Uriel's Chasm 2, Utopia 9, A Volatile Vocation, Wildlife Camp, and World Ship Simulator. My internet is back. What is World Ship Simulator? I need to know. World Ship Simulator. <laughs> World Ship Simulator. It is set in a fictitious environment inspired by ports from around the world, Captain a hovercraft, a bulk carrier, a yacht, and other magnificent vessels in an expansive open world. So it's a simulator game um, using that same Microsoft Flight Simulator font, and you just you just get, you, you sail some ships around in the circle, I guess. So, all right, there you go. Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, it's not coming out this week. It's going to be delayed to September the 17th. Oh, it is coming out this week. Okay, it was delayed last week. All right, good. 
Good, good, good news for everybody waiting for World Ship Simulator. All right, and I want to look up that one from earlier that had the cool name, Celestial Tear, Demon's Revenge. Let's see what that's about. Celestial Tear, Demon's Revenge. Oh, that looks... That's got uh, that's got fancy art. Is that that's an RPG. It's an episodic. It's an episodic RPG set in a sci-fi fantasy world. Available coming soon. Don't know if it'll be any good, but that that's a thing. So it's uh, it's promotional art looks significantly higher quality than the in-game art. I don't know what's going on there. Oh, okay. So the, that's where the in-game art shows up. Right. Eh, interesting. So it, it's it's a it's an RPG. Go check that out if you are interested. All right, so that's the end of the show, everybody. Alice, thanks for putting up with our constant drops. That's fine. Anna Marie, thank you. Thanks for making lunch. All right, and uh, thank you for listening. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, we have three ways for you to do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. Uh, forums.rpgamer.com is where the message forums are. Go to the latest update section. Leave a, th- a comment in the show thread. Um, or you can link to that right off the front page when you see the podcast post go up. Um, additionally, 608-729-4098. 608-729-4098 is the phone number you can call on the show. And leave a voicemail message. We'll play it right here. Um, right. We need your feedback, folks. It makes the show a lot better, as you can tell. Um, and uh, with that, go do all your pre-orders for things that came out on uh, the Nintendo Direct and uh, make sure you get all your Amiibos lined up so you can pick those up and play Animal Crossing board games with your friends. Actually, you don't need to do that. I think Anna's going to be more into that than I am. But, you know, it's it's always fun to have Amiibos. It makes you think like, oh, I've got this cool thing I'll be able to use in the future, which you may or may not be able to use it for anything in the future. And with that, I'm going to go order everything off of Square Enix's store. So uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. (laughs) Bye now. Bye.